0: who will make it two, three thousand, who will make it three. Again, that, va- that violin went from worthless to valuable. And the question the song asks is, what made the change? How did that violin go from one dollar, two dollars, to one thousand, two thousand? What made it worthless to valuable? And the auctioneer said, it was the touch of the master's hand. It was the master who was playing that made all the difference and suddenly everybody realized, oh yeah, that that does have value. The point is little becomes much when we place it in the master's hand. Little becomes much when we place it in Jesus' hand. Today, we're gonna see that illustrated live and up close Uh, And what we're going to look at, there's this little lad's lunch and it's like nothing and it becomes a big deal. So locate with me on your phone in your Bible, John, Gospel of John, chapter 6, stand with me if you're able. And we're going to watch the master Jesus play dinner music for the massive crowd and exciting things happen. We'll start with verse 1, John 6, read down through verse 15. Would you join me? Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for uh, preserving this miracle for us. Thank you, Lord, uh, that you give us the gift of this enormous transformation you made in feeding all these folks. You uh, took just a little bit and you accomplished amazing things. Lord, thank you that you're still doing that. Thank you that you still... Even here in your church at Walloon, you're willing to accomplish much with our little gifts. So would you meet us today in your church? We invite you to come as the head of the church to come and take charge and rule and reign in each of our lives. Rule corporately. Lord, we invite you to be active and alive today in our lives. Might the power of your word, might the power of your Holy Spirit have freedom to speak and nudge and correct and prompt us. We're open to what you have to say to us today. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one united voice, be seated. This is one of the only miracles that's mentioned and recorded in all four of the Gospels. Likely the only other one that's mentioned everywhere is the resurrection from the dead. But this is one of the few, uh, Matthew 14 mentions it, Mark 6, Luke 9, John chapter 6. It's interesting because you put all the accounts together and they don't contradict each other, but they give us a really neat picture. Now 610, look at chapter 6, verse 10 tells us the crowd size numbered about 5,000 men. In other words, only counted the men, the heads of the families, not counting the women and the children. Um, Scholars estimate that means this crowd very easily could have been 20 to 25,000 people who were fed by Jesus. 20 to 25,000 people. Um, Talked a few years ago with Dennis Christman, he's the head of the Culinary Arts Program. Boyne City High School used to manage One Water Street. I said, what, what's an average portion size if you're factoring in children, adults? He said, 11, 12 ounces somewhere in there is a normal portion to feed people. 11 ounce portion times 20,000 people, will use the lower number, equals 13,750 pounds of food. Um, That is almost seven tons worth of food. That's equivalent to four and a half pickup trucks, y'all. Maybe you can think about that. Four and a half pickup trucks is the amount equal in weight to uh, what Jesus, the amount of food that was fed. This miracle was enormous. That's what you need to know. It had a huge impact on both the crowd and of the 12 disciples. Now, I know we just read the passage, but I think if you can actually see it as it's depicted, I think it'll, it'll hit you another way. So this is from the Jesus Film Project. I want you to see how they depict it. Here we go. After this, Jesus
1: went across Lake Galilee, or Lake Tiberius, as it is also called. The crowd followed him because they had seen his miracles of healing the sick.
0: the hill and sat down with his disciples. Surely he already knew what he would do.
1: For everyone to have even a little, it would take more than 200 silver coins to buy enough bread. Another one of his disciples, Andrew, who was Simon Peter's brother, said, There is a boy here who has five loaves of barley bread and two fish. But they will certainly not be enough for all these people. make the people sit down there was a lot of grass there so all the people sat down there were about five thousand men Jesus took the bread gave thanks to God distributed to the people who were sitting there. Did the same with the fish. And they all had as much as they wanted. When they were all full, he said to his disciples Gather the pieces left over. Let us not waste a bit. So they gathered them all and filled twelve baskets with the pieces left over from the five barley loaves which the people had eaten. Seeing this miracle that Jesus had performed, the people there said, surely this is the prophet who was to come into the world. Jesus knew. That they were about to come and seize him in order to make him king by force. So he went off again to the hills by himself.
0: This was a midterm exam for the disciples. They had been with uh, Jesus for about two years at this point. And Jesus, look at verse 6 asked this only to test him. Well, they, he, wanted, he wanted to test them and see how they were doing as far as faith and trusting him because he already decided in his mind what he was going to do. He wants Philip, he wants Andrew, he wants us to see the total impossibility of this situation. He, he was trying to make them realize, you know what, this is impossible. Don't you recognize that? Why don't you talk to me? Now, apparently, uh, Philip was the event planner of the 12. And uh, Philip does some quick calculations, and he says uh, $20,000, that would be the equivalent in today's uh, money, uh, $20,000, that'd be only a dollar a person, that's not enough. We couldn't even buy a hot pocket or a Denny Moore for everybody with a buck. Do you understand? He he realizes they don't have enough money. We don't have that kind of money, Jesus. And besides, there's no stores to go buy the Hot Pockets, even if we had 20,000. Verse 8. Andrew, Peter's brother, speaks up and says, Hey, there's this uh, uh, little boy, and he's got five small barley loaves and a couple fishes. But, you know, really, how far is this little bit of lunch for a little boy, gonna go. Uh, again, I believe that Jesus placed them in impossible situations to nudge them to start trusting Him. Don't you know? Don't you know who I am? You need to learn to trust my greatness, my power, my authority. Come on, boys, Jesus is saying. You've already seen me heal the blind, you've already watched me enable. Uh, to tell a, a man who'd never walked for 38 years, get up, and he walks. I've already healed a boy that was about to die from 25 miles away, and now he's doing great. You know who I am. Is there anything too hard for me, Philip? Is there anything too hard for me, Andrew? Is there anything too hard for me, Jesus says? Church at Walloon. The root problem of the disciples at this point, the reason for their midterm exam, they had a defective view of Jesus. And I think that's still common today. We have a defective view of Jesus. As soon as they faced situations that seemed impossible, they quickly tried to figure it out, right? That's what, that's what he does. Philip says, uh, got to figure this out. We need $20,000 for everybody to have a Denny more. Uh, but we don't have 20,000, there's no stores, it's impossible. Or they look at the puny lunch and they say, this is not going to do any good. Jesus was pushing them to give their little bit to him and trust Jesus to accomplish much. Did you catch that? Jesus is nudging them, prodding them, give me the little bit you've got, and then you need to trust me to accomplish much. With your little bit. So Jesus, verse 11, takes the puny lunch, and I really like this, catch this. Jesus thanks the Father for food. Thank you, Father, for the food before there was any food on the scene. Do you see that? Thank you, Lord, for the food you're about to provide. But there still was only two little bluegill and four, uh, five small pieces of pita bread at this point. Nothing else. Verse 12, and the food just kept coming. The food just, and they ate all, they, they had enough. They, they ate till they were full. This was not just a snack. This was an all-you-can-eat fish and barley chips buffet. You understand, all you can eat, I won't ask how many of you like all you can eat buffets where you buffet your body, um, but that's what this was. Everybody ate till they were full, it says clearly. And I appreciate the fact that it says, Jesus wasted nothing. Verse 12, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted, waste not, want not, mom and grandma were Right? Jesus believed in leftovers, okay? Some of you aren't so much keen on leftovers. Jesus was. Matter of fact, I think that translated to food for the disciples the next day because they each had their baskets filled for the next day's journey. Verses 14 and 15, the crowds so impressed, they were so wowed by Jesus feeding them this free dinner it says they forcibly wanted to make Jesus their king. They they intended, we don't care what you think, Jesus, we're gonna make we like people like you who gives us free lunch. And we've seen what you're up, we're gonna make you king right now. They liked the benefits of Jesus' power for their physical lives, catch this, but they weren't interested in Jesus' power regarding their spiritual lives. Did you catch it? They wanted the benefits for their physical being, but they didn't want to have to follow Jesus. They didn't want to have to live for Jesus. And I just want you to know there's people like that today. They're interested in Jesus. Jesus, do something miraculous. Give us a sign. We want to see a show, but I'm not interested in doing it your way and following you and making you Lord of my life. No thanks. I still want to do my own thing. But, but show me some fun, crazy, wild, miraculous stuff. Huge lesson, I think, for us here today. Our first impulse should be to cry out to Jesus when we're in need. I think that's what this teaches. We should be first turning to Jesus when there's weakness and need in our lives. And I'm convinced that pride keeps us from giving our weaknesses to Jesus pride. I can do it. I can figure it out. I'll go get a loan. I'll consult an expert. I'll pull myself up by my own bootstraps and I'll march on as a good soldier. I can do this. I don't need any help. Jesus is still saying today, would you just give me your little bit? Give me your weakness and your lack and my awesome arms will do the rest. Where do you get that? Look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Here's what it says. Humble yourself. That's what you've got to do. Get rid of the pride. Lord, I'm weak. I, I, there's need. I, there's a lack here. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. That's what Jesus was teaching his disciples in John 6. That's what he's teaching us today from John chapter 6. Give your little lunch to Jesus and watch him accomplish much. Give your little lunch, whatever that looks like. Give the little bit you got and say, here you go, Jesus. That's all I got. It's little. It's not much. It's weak. But I'll give it to you and I'll watch you accomplish much. I want to take the last few minutes here now and just rehearse uh, what we've seen here, church at Walloon, how the Lord has taken little lunches again. Just we give them this little bit, and and watch the Lord accomplish much. Now on the spiritual side, did a little figuring, and uh, some it were in the neighborhood last twenty eight years that I've been around here, we've seen eight to nine hundred people baptized, which spectacular. But we don't have time to talk about each of those eight. Nine hundred people, but I I would like to rehearse some of the the physical things that we've seen. Okay, so spiritual is always number one, but that that physical when we give them our little lunch, that's pretty spectacular too. Okay, so here we go, uh, nineteen ninety two. There's about one hundred and twenty five of us back in the old little building, uh, and we're talking with the Petoskey School Board. We pull out our little lunch and we say, we'd really like to buy the Melrose School from you. Oh, please. And they were talking big numbers. And finally, they said, okay, we really want to get rid of it. How about 135000 And we kind of pooled our little lunches at the time and thinking, man, we could just barely cover that. So we did. And then when the insurance man came and he was going to insure that part of the building, the Melrose School part, He says, you need to insure it for 1.35 million. And then we did a little figuring there and we said, hey, Jesus, you took our little lunch and you gave us something for only 10 cents on the dollar. Uh, Nice job. You multiplied really well. Praise you, Lord. Uh, By 1997, we were meeting on Sundays in the gymnasium. Any of you remember meeting in the old Yellow Canary gym? Yeah, uh uh-huh. And then pretty soon, we were having back-to-back-to-back services, started thinking, you know what, it's probably time for us to think about building. Um, We had this guy who was the chairman of our board at the time. He was also the head pharmacist at the hospital. And we said, you know, we need somebody like Bob Cook to come. Um, But here's the problem. We couldn't afford Bob Cook, and he really probably couldn't afford to leave uh, a really good job but he stepped out on faith and we stepped out on faith and he joined us in 1999 which is really good because now suddenly we got this building there's four or five hundred of us now and we're thinking you know what we we got to build they come in with this price tag do you remember 2.3 million and I and I, I couldn't even say the word 1 million at the time I was allergic I did not I would not say 1 million because it scared me so bad and then they say million, and I'm saying, are you kidding me? What are you thinking? We're just ordinary people. We just have a bunch of little lunches. What on earth, Lord, are you thinking? How on earth could you do this? But by 2003, this is cool, uh, he took all of our little lunches, pulled together, um, all of our little bread cakes and bluegills, and we were debt-free by 2003. And then, you know, then I'm thinking, okay, we're done. We're done. And then suddenly now, 2005, 600 plus of us, we're out of classroom space. We're, we just don't have any room. So I I think we need to buy this house next door. Uh, how are we going to do that? Um, only way I know we can. What did we do? Let's pull our lunches together. I'm going to take my little bit, you take, and, and we'll put them all together and pretty soon, we had bought the house, remodeled the house, $400,000 project plus, and when we moved into it, paid off. It's like, look what the Lord did again. Um, 2009, 10, we started thinking now we're still growing up over 700. What do we do? Um, maybe we should think about reaching out to a community that those folks wouldn't drive to Walloon to come to know Christ. We're going to have to go to them so uh, we sent a team of 60, 70. Uh, that's what Jason says. I think it's more like 80, 90, but we'll leave it there. Anyway, um, we sent Jason and a team uh, over there. We bought a house, remodeled a house, a lot of money. I don't remember exactly. I could make up a number, but I won't. Anyway, uh, start, and in, in, I'm just telling you now uh, there's this amazing church called the East Jordan Community Church. Uh, was born, and, and they're reaching their community. They're effective, and, and they're loving like Jesus over there. How did that happen? We took our little lunch, and part of our little lunch was our people, and, and we sent some of our people, our, and, and we sent it over there, and the Lord blessed it. 2016, we're meeting down. Our teens are in a 100-plus-year-old building, um, did some... Estimates, it's going to need hundreds of thousands of dollars in renovations to make it safe. Uh, Again? Yep, again. Here we go. Let's put our little lunches together one more time. Put our little lunches together. And uh, I don't know if you were there, but last January we were in the youth center out back here. Um, And oh, by the way, the Lord with our little lunches multiplied it and it's paid off. And I don't know if you saw it, but there's even pavement back there now. It's pretty cool. Lord accomplishes. Just, just put your lunch there. Give me what you got and, and just watch in due time what I do. And now uh, we're in prayerful negotiations about, who knows, adopting a struggling church in Lansing. Uh, one more time, the Lord may be saying, you're going to put your little lunches together one more time and, and see if you want to be missionaries to North Emmett County. Where, where there's not much of a reach of the gospel there, uh, you thinking about trusting Jesus to accomplish there a half hour away what we could never, they, they're not going to drive here. Lord, is that what you'd have us do? I don't know. But it's interesting, that seems to be God's pattern. Here's some closing thoughts. Number one, we serve a mighty God who wants to help us. you believe that? He wants to help us. Number two, we must realize He's awesome enough to take just our little bit and then accomplish much with our little bit. And finally, we've got to surrender and yield and humbly ask Lord, I am in need and I just have, and I believe You're awesome and I believe You can take my little bit and do amazing things. So I'm going to humble myself and ask and yield and surrender it to You. And I'm going to trust that in due time, you're going to take care of that situation. In due time, these steps, give me your eyes, apply to church, to the family here. These steps apply to us as individuals and families. Here's my question. Are you willing to humble yourself today? Are you willing to run to Jesus with your need and say, Jesus, here's the little bit that I have And I'm going to give it to you. And Lord, I'm going to ask that you might accomplish much with this little bit that I give to you right now. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes as we close. Is there an area of great need right now in your life, in your family's life? Have you been trying like Philip and Andrea to figure it out on your own? I'm, I'm going to get a handle on this. I'm, I'm going to go get a loan. I'm, I'm going I'm to go ask an expert. Can I just say that's pride talking? I don't know about you, but pride talks loud to me. But Jesus whispers quietly, still small voice, if you know me, if you'll humble yourself and ask, I'll take my mighty hands and your little bit, your little lunch, and in my time I'll lift you up. Because I care for you. Give me that weakness, give me that need, give me that anxiety. Trust me with it. Right now as we close, is there an area of great need and weakness? You need to say, Jesus... I'm today ready to surrender my little lunch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit trying to do it in my own power, figure it out in my own ideas. I'm going to give it to you, willing to humble myself and see you, Jesus, accomplish much in your timing. I pray for my friends here today who are in a time of weakness and need Lord, would you help them to humble themselves? You've told us we humble ourselves. Give them the courage right now to trust you with the situation. Accomplish mighty things. We've seen you do it again and again and again. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. They will call upon.